Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a Tuesday, Sun Kiss Tuesday, approaching 50 here on the North Coast. I thought you'd be down at the parade, down in Columbus. You got a job to MC. do. You got a job to do here. You Cleveland have, Browns. You could have ping-ponged? Ping-ponged back and forth? Maybe, on a heli. Yeah? Or a peach. On a peach? Yeah. Zip down there? Zip down, MC, come back. But I, you know, it's a cool day is... down there. Very cool down there, down there uh, for that city, for that franchise three MLS Cup championships celebrating uh, the 1-1 on Saturday. Um, don't mind me in this little ditty. Ooh, jeez. <laughs> what a flex. Don't mind me. Look at this guy, the oh. proud papa. The Wait proud a second. Papa. Did we, we didn't have a chance to discuss that yesterday. The daughter of Brad Melland. Balled out the anthem. Crushed it. Hammered it. On every level. On every level. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did you guys know? That she had that in her? I heard it, and they're like, they said her name, and I heard Melon, and I'm like. So Brad had told me when we were out in L.A. Yeah. But, you know, you're out in L.A., there's a lot going on. We came back. We all ended up dying for, a, for yeah, you guys 72 small hours. Um, and, and so, like, on Sunday, I'm not thinking about it. I heard the anthem practice, and I was like, wait a minute. I should know something about the anthem practice here. Yeah. And then when they announced, like Zagura said, they announced, I was like, oh, that's right. This is his daughter. Yeah. Because his wife was, Brad's wife was supposed to come out to L.A. There were a couple wives who made the trip. She didn't come because she was getting the house ready to house all the family that was coming in for said event. Awesome. And she was awesome. That's so cool. That was a cool moment. We won. I feel like she's got to come back this week. Bring her back. It was great. It was a great anthem. A lot of teams do that. Like they have a permanent anthem singer. Where they and then like you know the probably the coolest one that I've seen in in the United States is the one they do in uh, at Blackhawks games where they just scream the anthem the whole time. Uh, there's a guy who used to do it for the Vancouver Canucks hockey. Shockingly, has has a really good lot of little traditions with this. Guy who used to do it with the Vancouver Canucks would just he would sing Oh Canada, then he would just stop, and then the building would sing the second verse. Which was cool. That's good. Um, Cavs did that, I think, in '16 when they won the championship. Did they? Where they they stopped they and then they started, and then the crowd would sing. What it. about? Uh, I think what Flavor Flav did for the Bucks game was pretty iconic. It. Did he do an anthem? You have not seen the Flavor Flav anthem? No, I've seen the Roseanne Barr one from forever ago. No, no, no. Flav did an anthem. Who would think that would go well? He did it earnestly. It doesn't mean it's going to work. 
I am. I invite you. He's a hype man. I invite you. He's a hype man with the clock to a feast for your senses. It right. is at the at the break. Yes. I will. I look forward to to listening yes. to that. Good. Or maybe not. No, um, you do look forward to it. I would also say, since you brought up Flavor Flav, he is responsible for the greatest reality show in the history of television, Flavor, Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love, no doubt. It's amazing. Um, he didn't even take the time to know their names. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> it's a different flavor of love. Just, yeah, just spectacular. A spectacular. Um, Speaking of spectacular, go ahead. Young Uno here, collared shirt under a hoodie. I like it, and I'm digging it. It says it's kind of like the mullet of of upper body wear. Yeah, a little business bit of business underneath, underneath party, little party top. on top. Yeah, is it a full zip? No, it's just it's a normal hitting. A normal no, hitting. no, there's no, there's no zip. Is it a polo? I can't. I, there's no. A it is a full. Is it a long polo or is it like down. a button down? That's full long sleeve button. down. Long sleeve button down with a like an athletic hoodie over top. That's right. Yes. Uno's, I ain't mad at you, Uno. He's he's teaching us things every single day. What were you doing? You were doing some sort of quiz with him when I got in here today. I you was very yeah, locked so 19, into some quotes. The 2017 Browns roster, and you just got first names on one side, last names on the other. And I was killing it, but the functionality wasn't working. I was ready to go. I was ready to go 55-55. There were going to be three that I was going to have to guess on. There was, I think I had 52 out of 55, <laughs> and the last three I would have been completely guessing. Yeah, there were three I was going to have to guess on, but... By process of elimination, I was going to have an educated guess. We'll see. I don't know. We'll never know because uh, I, the timer ran out on me and it, it stopped oh, it was me. A, it was a timed quiz? Yeah, but then it would freeze and it would freeze at 4.30 and by the time sell. that it came back, it was like, yeah, you have three minutes now. I'm like, wait a second. I haven't, I haven't touched the screen. I'm not crazy about that. No, not crazy about um, that. Uh, by the way. Go ahead. Did your thing. The Vosh. How'd it go? Fantastic. I mean, I. F- you felt better right away for sure. I definitely felt better. It's terrifying. It's not exactly. No, it's a new experience for sure. It's very, I thought at one point I was going to suffocate and or drown. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. Fair. And then so then I let some come out of my mouth. Yeah. And that was, you're not supposed to do that. And yeah. that was like also scary. Yep. But I think that now I've, I've got a, a little bit of a handle on it. It is an intense experience though, dude. Like. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Like, I don't think you want anyone recording it. I don't think you want to see, have Miss K see you doing it. I think you, the, this is a close the door, lock it, handle yeah. your business, and then you come out and you feel better like yeah. with a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, you mean like not the way I did it with my wife in the doorway of the bathroom as I'm doing it and laughing no. hysterically <laughs> for about 10 minutes going, are you trying to drown yourself? So what wait are a second. you doing? The shot queen potentially was hoping for your demise. No, and, and she enjoying she's your concerned. Like, she was concerned. I or was she worried you were gonna you were gonna perish? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she but she really wasn't worried. I feel like <laughs> she was very much. She was having a good time with it. Yeah. She finally yeah. walked away. She goes, "I don't know what you're doing, but you are not doing this correctly." I go, "The amount of things coming out of my nose would suggest Dic- otherwise." Dictate that maybe you were. You feel better though. There's no question. Cleaned you out, brother. Yeah, it was, it was, it was still though. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'll try it again. You're a little shook, but I'm a little shook. I was a little okay. shook by it. All right, I think, I think you're gonna be all right. I think it's gonna work out very well for you in the long run. I think you're gonna like it through the winter months. Yeah, it's gonna be you're a gonna nice put it little away, protocol. Yeah, put it away, and then next year, right back. back at it. It was funny. So I, I had a little doc follow up today because still kind of not. Great. You have smallpox. Yep. Yep. And he was, I, I said, hey, decongestant-wise, like, mm-hmm. what, am I, what am I doing? He goes, you really need to hydrate. Yeah. And if you hydrate, 
the decongest like the congestiveness goes away and he goes flush your nose as much as possible mm-hmm. he goes it's that simple he goes all these decongestants nah you're, you're if you flush your nose that's the work. way the body is supposed to get rid of things mm-hmm. not with medicine yeah no i holistic i'm telling it. you this thing's a deal breaker it's going to be great for you guys. So that's fine. Give me the horse pill antibiotic. Or you and let's can... <laughs> get rid of whatever. Else do the is neti pot then if you don't want to try this thing. Do the neti pot. Neti thing. That's easy. A, that's pushing. This is suction. I read a whole lot no, about No, no, I know, but I mean the the neti pot it just goes here and out. Yep. Right out. Like it, you don't have to deal with the rest of it. It just goes here. So that's a that's a win. It does a similar thing. No, this this thing is This is another level of it. It's another level. It's on another level. Um, let's do some brown news, and then I got a lot of fun I got to have with this Monday night game with you. Okay. Um, and by the way, we have Florio coming up one thirty. Yes, sir. Correct? All right, Florio at one thirty. Um, all right. So PJ Walker's cleared waivers. He's going to sign back with our practice squad. Jake Trotter reporting this morning: the Browns have called up defensive end Sam Kamara to the active roster. In addition, <clears throat> in the last couple minutes, uh, reportedly Jedrick Wills underwent surgery. He's done for the year. So there's reports of that as well. And there was hope that potentially he would come back. That yeah. is now not. So your starting tackles the rest of the way are Jaron Christian and James Hudson. It's where you're at. It is where you're at. Tackles four and five mm-hmm. taking the field for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Sam Kamara one is interesting. We know Oboe got a little bit banged up. And to add him, which would mean that would give you six defensive ends on the 53. Have we seen any corresponding moves to this, Gibbe? No, and they don't have to till 4 o'clock today. So I'm assuming there's a lot of people in the building, maybe not a lot on the business side. They're at the parade, but the football side is bustling today. Well, that that would give me pause about the availability of Oba Okoronkwo for the foreseeable future. Fantastic. Not. (laughs) How much? How much? How much much can one team take? Um, uh, we're right here on ESPN Cleveland. They're tweeting this out. The Browns have lost the following players for season-ending injuries this season. Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, Jed Wills, Dewan Jones, Jacob Phillips, Rodney McLeod, Jakeem Grant. Anybody else that I'm missing? And we've got a ton of other guys who've missed multiple games multiple, now. Yeah. Thornhill and Ward, Thorn, and, yeah. among others. Oh, so when we'll find out the status of Delpit. We're going to find out. Not the optimistic of- about that. Oboe, we're going to find out. This. I mean, there's, there, it feels like there's still a little bit out there. No one's in the vicinity of this injury-wise. There's been a lot no, of teams. No, we have the highest percentage of salary yeah. cap, all of it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. still somehow 8-5. and five. Yeah, because um, we've done a remarkable job. All right. Um, I had the Great Rock. Great Rock. She doesn't even look I, anymore. Doesn't even look Monday up anymore. Ra- yeah, sad. Saw her Monday Night Raw last night. How's she doing? How good. was Rod? Good show? It was good. CM Punk, Seth Rollins had a, their first face-to-face promo. It was awesome. Oh, that's Electric. good. Yeah, that's good. My, CM Punk back in the mix. Back in the mix. Give me a sports equivalent. The only thing I can think of is that when Michael Vick went to jail, it was unfathomable that he was going to come out of that and, and play in the National Football League again. Yeah. And he did. I don't know if there is. Would it be like Jordan going and playing for Reinsdorf and Kraus again? Yes. If Kraus was still there? Like that type of dis- yes. dislike, right? Yes. Yeah. Something where the bridges were burned. Ev- Nuked. They're evaporated. Yeah, yeah. eviscerated. Mm-hmm. There are no more bridges. Yeah. And yet. And yet somehow. Like his bridge. T-shirt is hell froze over. Like it was. <laughs> that's what it says like about him coming back. That's how 
shocking it is. Yeah. 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 But he did a great job. He came back and Rollins, so I think it'll be Seth Rollins and, and Punk at, at Mania, which will be which will be really, really good. So you want to talk about these games last night? Because I'm upset about them. Okay. Um, do we want to do the games or do we want to do – because – so I had – So I saw nothing until okay, the you... end of Tennessee-Miami I saw live. Okay. So I, I'm not – I don't have much of a head start on you. I had basketball practice to six with the little – with the medium and then uh, – and then I, I'm sorry, to 7.30 with the medium and then 7.30 to 9.00. That's it. That's there what we is. want. That there right there. Is. Yes. Joy, excitement, Rock. energy. Let's go. Yes. Boom. That's it. Hit it. Love it. Fantastic job out of you, Rock. That's the energy we need. Yeah. So I didn't get home until 9.20. Oh, baby. So um, that is when I knew that there were two games. I didn't have it in my head right that they were on at the same time. Stagger them up. So, which is Bales. wild that they do that. Um but it actually was the perfect Manning cast experience because they were monitoring both games. Mm. So it was kind of like a Manning cast red zone is basically what it was. So anytime something was interesting, they would put that on the main screen. Sometimes they would have both games on the screen and they would bounce back and forth between them both at the same time. Right. And both games ended up being thrilling. Yep. So it was really, it's probably everything that Peyton Manning wanted it to be when he came up with the idea. You really felt like, you were at a bar, a table down from a, a, a really interesting table, and you could hear everything they were saying. So it was awesome. I heard it was, was like real football. Yes, though. So they had, I missed Bergazzi early. Yeah, they said he was, I heard he was. was I have a, no idea. I didn't, it was I didn't a disaster. See He's funny as hell. He agreed. was great on SNL. Yes, also. Um, but I did not see him because I was still at practice. And then I missed. Compton and Luan, the busting with the boys, I missed them as well. So by, I got in second half by the time I got perfect from, from so. But what I did get was Cousins, and he was awesome. How could he not be? He's so good. I mean, just he's going to walk into a booth like a list booth and be the best analyst you're going to find. Yeah, he's funny. He's straight. He sees everything. He's matter of fact. He was spectacular on it. The star, though, is Tommy DeVito's agent. Well, of course he is. I mean, he stole the show yesterday. He is. This guy's an electric factory. That's the Hofsa uh, Halloween costume next year. I don't. I hope. I don't know if he can wait that long. Like it's almost like Hoff has to, has to throw a costume party now. This weekend. This weekend, so you can take advantage of it right now. I was going to say when he's here for Thursday night football and the Jets. That's who he should dress. That's like. what he should go as. Yeah. That's it. Pinstripe. Don't wait in the booth for that. This is a fleeting moment in time. It ha you have to pounce right now. On this guy, because this dude is electric. This suit, walking around with a bag, the Mannings commenting about it was amazing. He looks like he's right out of Sopranos. I mean, he looked like exactly what Tommy DeVito's agent should look like in a, fa it's in a central fake world. casting. Yes, Tommy DeVito's world. parents were cooking up cutlets in the in the parking lot. Three hundred cutlets. Three hundred of them. Cutlet sandwiches in the parking lot, tailgate parking lots last night, and then the bro were. the son come back beats the Packers. Playing for the Giants? It's unreal. I mean, AJ Soprano wasn't doing this. No, it's like AJ, yeah. Right. I mean, no, that's he wasn't. what this was. I mean, this is crazy. Jackie April Jr. just you're supposed to go to Rutgers. That's the whole thing, and this guy's doing it. That's yeah, great. Yeah, he can't stay at home this When time. I saw those pictures, I started I almost Dying. I yeah, I I was laughing hysterically, uncontrollably. Yeah. 
So like, then I found his social. Perfect. Did you find his social? No. Schrager tweeted it out today. Like this, it's not like this. This is this is his operation. Like this was this not is his for apparel. the cameras. This wasn't for the cameras. This is how he rolls all the time. He's actually from Boston. It's how he rolls all the time. This is the attire that he typically wears. This guy, I mean, he's it's him and Furio Dante walking into something. Yep. To get some stuff done, spectacular, absolutely spectacular. As for the games, three minutes left. We split them again. Yeah. Three minutes left. Dolphins up 14. Hold on. Five minutes left. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Safe. Hold on. Why don't you back up one second? Why? Why would I do that? Because six minutes left, the Dolphins are down three. That's true. They were. And then a guy inexplicably. Boom. Boom. Inexplicably (laughs) touches the ball after deciding he wasn't going to field the punt. Yeah. And goes and touches it. Hands on the ball in the five. Raheem Mostert touchdown. The very first offensive play of the next drive, pitched to Derrick Henry on the ground, Raheem Mostert touchdown. That's right. So all of a sudden, and they had tied it with the field goal yeah, prior previously, to that. So, previously, yeah. So that's how they get up 14. They're up get 14. Out get this. out of here. Get out of here. I'm I just go, like, three minutes to go. I'm like, 2-0, and oh, baby. Let's go. The line was Let's 14, go. though, wasn't it? It was 14. So it would have been a yeah, push. Yeah. But that's no loss. Sure. Um, and so I'm throwing, perfect. Fantastic. Impossible. That, and then I can give Vrabel credit. And I'm not go for two guy. I'm not. Um, and the Mannings weren't go for two guys either. They were like, I hate this. Cousins like, I hate this. We had the Packers do this. It came back to bite them. Um, and I'm like, oh gosh, now you got to now. You, but here's what it did. It put such a sense of urgency and panic in Miami. Once you hit it, if you hit it, if you hit it, yeah. And they did. And so by hitting it, Miami, if they go three and out, they can. You know what you're up against here. And sure enough, bing bong bong. So that game had 29 points mm-hmm. in the final five minutes. Oh, my God. Did it affect your fantasy stuff? Well, Bo, I'm glad you asked. Nobody cares about anybody's fantasy team, and I don't think anybody should care about mine. However, I However, will tell you. However, that said, I do have a platform. I have – and just a story that is relatable. This isn't a braggadocious it's a, it's, story. It's a, it's a relatable story. This is, it's a sad story. It's a yeah. story of woe. <laughs> a story of woe. Going into this week in the AFFL, it's like a mice in bed. Yeah, we're the number two, we're number two in the league in total points all right, scored. Where? Which? What? All right. This is which the, league? The AFFL. The Mrs. League. This is the one that matters. This is the Mrs. League. Yeah, yeah. Three time champion. The Miz or you? <laughs> Miz zero, zero. Never won it. Zero champs. Yeah. All right. Myself, three time champion. George Bowens, three time champion. Right. We are the gold standard in this league. Okay. Tony You're a K, dynasty. two time champion. Dynasty. Yeah. Eight of the last nine titles have been won by three franchises. Okay. Dynasty. Dynasty. Yep. We are number two in, or number three in total points going into the final week. Mm -hmm. The way that our league works is the four divisions of three, the division winners automatically get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that's based on record, then head to head, then total points, a division record, then total points if it needed it. The big daddy, Scotty who has not had a very successful franchise, won our division. Kudos to him, and he's the number one overall. It's great. Cinderella story. Oh, man, I would love it. It would be so great. And he's such a pure joy human. So he was playing Mark Monaco. Long story short, he beats his brother, Mark and Mark Vitardi, the mega powers, the reigning champions, beats them in the final week. So now they're into the wild wild card pool, Okay. and they have the most points in the league. So they're in. So now there is a battle for one last wild card spot. We went into this week. The Sunning Snakes went into this week with a 69-point advantage oh, over the next closest team. 
just so our audience understands, you, you this is total points accrued by your team for the you season. You were 69 points clear, meaning oh. that if you scored 69 this week, you'd need to be 130. I should have done this easier. If you scored 100 this week, you 140, they'd have to score. Have been. Yeah, they'd have to lap the field, which is, just doesn't happen. You're not going to have a 70-point difference in, in points. Never going to happen. Well. Unless it did. At about 12.30, my co-owner, I had put Justin Fields in all week. We have C.J. Stroud on the team. He's been great. Oh, no. I had Justin Fields in all week at about 12. You even said last week on Fantasy, like, get Fields in. He's got to be in. Yeah. He's a weekly play. Fields is in. Stroud's oh. been the best fantasy quarterback, he has. to he be has. fair. He's been electric. So yep. he hits me up at, like, 12.15, 12.30. I'm in the booth. I'm, all, I'm like, in mm. game mode now. Yeah. And he's like, we're not playing Stroud. And I was like, I think tough matchup. I like Fields. He says, nah, let's go. He's like, Stroud's matchup proof. Let's play him. And I'm just like. It's true. What he said is true. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not trying to argue with it, but I had made, like, the switch, like, physically in the lineup on Tuesday morning. Like, that's how. You were short, that confident. That's what I was yeah. doing. Long story short, Stroud scores three. Mm-hmm. Worst game of the season. Field scores 27. Mm-hmm. So now this gets tense going into last night. Because yeah. our team has completely laid an egg. Our kicker, Matt Gay. Zero donut bubkiss. One field goal. We're in the playoffs. Instead, zero field goals. It comes down to the Green Bay defense for us, Derrick Henry, and we weren't on evil level playing field. Get a couple of fumbles from the Green Bay DM saying, okay, we're in the mix. So it all comes down to the final Titans possession of the game. We're up three points to get into the playoffs. That's it. The Titans get the ball, but they're using spears. Yeah, sure are. Until they get down to the goal line. And we're watching. So we're Raw's over. We're at Town Hall. Me, Mike, Scotty, Bowens, everybody's there. Everyone's living it. Everybody knows. And I say, I'm like, this is our, this is the playoffs are on the line right now. If Derrick Henry scores a touchdown on this possession, we're out. If Derrick Henry does not, we're in because he wasn't going to get three more points. Like no, there wasn't uh, enough was yards. They yards. were on like the eight yeah. yard line. So there's that penalty that looks like it's going to be on the Titans and yeah. back them up. And I'm like, okay. Instead, they call it on the Dolphins. Very next play, Henry bounces it outside. Touchdown. We're out of the playoffs. Is what I'm envisioning of Mike is Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when the guy eats the hot peppers. Thrilled jubilation, <laughs> pointing at your demise. I think, How close is I, that? I think he enjoyed it. Very understated. Everybody was actually very classy about it. It was because wow. they knew it was a very tough blow, but it also became a funny story because of the circumstances that led to it. Um, and and then we we were out. And they were definitely loving it. Mike was like, I don't even care because he's he's literally a 12th seed out of 12 <laughs> this year. So he so he was like, I didn't care at all, but. I mean, I didn't think our team had what it took to win it all. We were yeah. really limping in. We were like number one in points halfway through the season, and then it just was like a steady kind of. Yeah. But just put up, we put up sixty-two. That is the fewest. I looked it up at CBSA track it in the thirteen years of this league. That's that is the fewest points we've ever scored in a week, and it came at this time. And then to Ricky's credit, he put up like we put up sixty-two. He put up one thirty-two, or one thirty-four, and. That was it. So after the whole season, now we're out because of that, because that Derrick Henry touchdown. And by the way, Derrick Henry, can I get an ISO, please? Get him on his camera. Derrick Henry, let me tell you something. 
You'll never be a Sooning Snake again. You're dead to me in fantasy football, and here's why. Not only did you knock me out of the playoffs this year, yeah. last year, I don't know if you remember this, Bo. Yeah. Derrick Henry and the Titans decided week 17, the fantasy Super Bowl, our number one running back. Oh, that's right. Oh, we're not going to play him. We're just going to arrest him. So two years in a two row, row. Derrick Henry has ended my season. He is now in a pantheon, a rare pantheon, along with Hakeem Stinks. Hakeem Nicks, who once put up a zero, costing me a fantasy championship by .01. All he had to do was catch a pass, a pass. run the ball for two yards, do anything. Fall forward. Fall forward. Yeah. Zero. Nothing. Hakeem Stinks. So those two, They're no. done. Done. They're done. Those are your hot topics presented by Vivid Seats. Head to Vivid Seats to purchase a brand new premium terrace experience. Your ticket comes with pregame field pass parking, all-inclusive food and beverage, a $50 Brown Shop gift card. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Mike Florio up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM preferred provider of copiers and document service for the Cleveland Browns. Tackle any side of its office. That number is 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time to head out on the Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea Hotline. A conversation with our old friend Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, PFT. Joining us on the hotline, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time. I, look, there's a lot of things I want to get to with you here, but I think there's a couple of places I want to start, and I'll do choose, choose your own adventure. Would you either start with a book that was born out of a barn while drinking bourbon and smoking a cigar, which seems like a hell of a nice way to it's spend great, an evening. It's a great setup. Or, or we can do Tommy DeVito's agent and how that guy's just perfectly out of central casting. Choose your own adventure. Which you, Where do you want to start, buddy? Well, boy, that's very tempting. I have to go with my own self-interest first. I have to start Perfect. with go. the promotion of my Christmas book, On Our Way Home. And it was written pretty much exclusively in the month of December 2021. It's an idea that I carried around in my head for about 10 or 15 years. It would return to me every December, and it would disappear every January after the holidays. And once I started during the pandemic writing fiction and realizing I had the capacity to do it, whether or not I have the skill remains to be seen and is not to be determined by me, but once I knew I could do it, that December I decided it's time to do it. And I sat down and did it. Last year I posted it for free on the website, profootballtalk.com. is like an advent calendar, one chapter a day. Got great feedback. Was not really expecting anything. Just put it out there and saw what happened. Got some really positive reaction from folks who used that as a way to maybe spur rebuilding relationships with folks in their lives that had They'd had some issues with in the past, whether it was their fault or the other person's fault. It doesn't matter. The holidays are the time to mend those fences and come together, especially within the confines of a family. So this year, long story bearable, this year I decided to get it printed up, 
make it available exclusively at Amazon, $3.99 for the ebook, $9.99 for the print version. Everything I make goes to our local animal shelter, the Humane Society of Harrison County, no-kill shelter that provides care and feeding to cats and dogs awaiting their permanent homes. And um, I'm, I'm happy so far with how it's sold, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it a little bit. It, it is a dark Christmas story, but it is not uncommon that Christmas stories are dark. In It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey is about to commit suicide before he jumps off the bridge to save somebody who's been dead for years unbeknownst to him. And A Christmas Carol is a story about a miserable old SOB who hates Christmas and everything about it and eventually is forced by a trio of ghosts to confront his own mortality and demise, and that's what finally changes him. So dark is good when it comes to uplifting, ultimately, holiday stories. Yes, all all true, all true. And the book is on our way home. No, no, no. Oh, Mike, we booked you for an hour. You didn't get that memo. Yeah. You may didn't tell you. Well, I got more to say about the book. On our way home, $9.99, ebook three ninety nine, Amazon dot com, and again, every penny of the proceeds go to the Humane Society of Harrison County, West Virginia. Talk with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. All right. Well, the other option was to talk about I gotta Tommy DeVito's agent. We got to know. What do you think? What did, what an unbelievable performance last night. Well, and here's what I'll say. As somebody who is more than 98% Italian, according to Ancestry.com, and I suspected it was a high percentage, given that I'm aware of my lineage dating back to grandparents who came over from Italy last century. I'm actually looking right now at my grandfather's naturalization certificate, the actual original document from October of 1915 that I keep in my office framed. It's awesome. I struggle at times with and this is probably a longer conversation than even if you book me for a full hour would <laughs> would require. I struggle with the difference between celebrating and mocking, and I struggle with the difference between having fun and making fun. And I also struggle with the willingness of some Italians to kind of lean into it and play the clown and feed into the stereotype. So I'm not being critical. I just struggle with that. Where's the line between... Mm hey, this is funny, this is cool, and hey, this guy's a real doofus. Look at him and laugh at him. That's what I'm struggling with. Because Do you think people are doing that, Mike? No. I don't, I don't think people are doing that. Like a okay, the was only that? day I, I saw him last night, I, I'm not mocking. I just thought he looked like a legend. I just oh, thought I Black Fedora. I think he and looks spectacular. I don't think I'm there's – I'm not mocking him at all. I think he looks right. great. I don't oh, – no, I, I think I it's perfect. You get my point? Because I think some of the people who would say that are saying it with kind of a half, like, we're really overdoing it because we think he's a joke. And I'm oh, no. struggling with where that line is. And again, you took me there. I wasn't going to go there. But I've been wrestling yeah. with that for the last day. My son said to me last night, does this bother you at some point? And like they did the whole thing with the Italian yeah. uh, restaurant music and the cutlets and all that stuff on ESPN. It's like, at what point is it? is it something that, is a little too far. And at what point are Italians responsible to not put on the clown nose and the big shoes and feed into that stuff? That, that's what I, mean, I struggle with as somebody who is more than 98% Italian. I wear joggers every day, so I aspire to wear a fedora. I wish I could pull it off. I can't. <laughs> I don't have it in me. Hey, I wish, listen, I, wish I could. My dad had a fedora. My, my dad was a bookie for the mob, okay? So to the extent there are stereotypes, my family has been part of it. And one of the reasons the mob existed in this country and still does is because in Sicily, 
that, that, that island was passed around from government to government to the point where the people decided we aren't going to trust anybody. We're going to manage our own affairs. That was the core, not that it ended up being a good thing, but there's, it's such a complicated issue. And it's just sure. weird to me that in this day and age, it's like, it's like the Italians are the only ones people can make fun of. You, you ever notice that? Like the big funny over the top, hey, it's the Mario. You know, that, it's like it's okay to do that on TV and nobody worries about getting canceled. It's just weird to me. And it's awkward, and it's, I, I'm, I'm happy to have the conversation about it, and I think I'm qualified to do it because I am 98% plus Italian. Sure. It's just the whole thing. There, there's a line out there somewhere. I have no idea where it is, and I don't think anybody does. No, that, I think that's probably fair. That's probably You guys fair. now regret having me on. No, I don't. I not think No, I don't, not at all. I, I, I didn't know what the silence is. Why did we no, 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 wait, I just, the show today? Not at all. No, not at all. Far from it. Um, the, the, the reason that you're talking about it and we're talking about it is because of the play of the kid, though. And it is something that has happened in this league, and we're dealing with it here with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was out of football, Mike, and he's come in here in the last two weeks. He looked incredible on Sunday. This is a league where there has been catastrophic injury at the quarterback position across the league. And where we're at right now is this postseason is going to be, in, in many instances, defined – by backups or people who weren't even on rosters at the start of this season. It's a wild time in the league. And I think Joe Flacco played well enough on Sunday that he deserves to show up for the game this week wearing the Tommy DeVito agent getup with the corny and the fedora and all black because another Italian, Joe Flacco, getting it done. And I talked to him after the game. It's an amazing story that he was available for as long as he was. And I asked him, why, yes. like, why were you available as long as you were? He, he, he has no answer. And I asked him if he was getting to the point where he just assumed the phone wasn't going to ring this year. And he said, yeah, right about the point where it rang. So it was just odd that a guy who carries around in his brain the kind of experience, the kind of knowledge that a young player is never going to have. It's knowledge that Joe Flacco didn't have when he was a rookie. The fact that he can process quickly and he knows pre-snap what's coming and they blitzed him on fourth and three and he knew he had to get to the right and buy a little time and he knew what his hot read was and he knew a guy was going to be open. Well, it helped that two defenders went after Elijah Moore out of that bunch formation. But that's all part of the benefit of having a guy who's in that sweet spot where he still physically can do it and he's seen enough. He's seen so much. It's like having a coach out there on the field. That's the beauty of having a guy between the age of 35 and 40. The knowledge and the skills come together to create somebody who can perform at a very high level. And when you have that defense and when you have enough complementary parts, I think it positions the Browns very well to make the playoffs and to be dangerous when they get there. Mike, we thought about this AFC coming into this season and what it would look like and all the quarterbacks, and and so many of them are not playing. Does this feel like it's more than ever really with the star quarterbacks this year, or is it just another year? Because everything the NFL does is to try to legislate the safety of these quarterbacks that are the faces of franchises and, and, you know, drivers of ratings, although ratings are thriving regardless. Is this an unusual year with all of these injuries, especially here in the AFC? It seems like it's more than ever before. Uh, Several weeks ago, we went through all the injury reports and tried to come up with a list of the guys who have had no injury issues all year. At the time, there were five starting quarterbacks that had no injury questions at all in 2020 
three. One of them, ironically enough, was Tua Tonga Bailoa, who was the poster child for quarterback injuries yep. last year, specifically concussions. And the rules are both designed and applied in a way that helps quarterbacks stay healthy. And it's not just intentional grounding, which they never call anymore because they want to give the quarterback the escape hatch. They only call it when it's ridiculously blatant. Roughing the passer, it's the only rule on the books where the officials are instructed, when in doubt, throw the flag. When in doubt, throw the flag. It's in the rule book. When in doubt, throw the flag. They want to deter defenders from hitting quarterbacks. You've got left tackles and right tackles who leave a split second early to get into their pass block stance to keep the defensive players from hitting the quarterback. Flags rarely get thrown unless it's blatant and protracted. Holding all the time. Holding happens. It's not called. It makes it kind of weird when it is called because we've seen that 50 other times and it wasn't called. It's all part of helping the quarterback stay healthy. And the only way they could make it any better by rules would be to use the roughing the kicker and roughing the punter rules where you can't touch them after the pass is thrown and then it comes down to 5 or 15 yards as to the punishment if you hit the quarterback after the ball's out. That's all they can do at this point. I used to say that jokingly, but it's not a joke because they want to keep the quarterbacks healthy. They've said that. Troy Vincent's been on ESPN's Sunday pregame show justifying roughing the passer calls by saying, hey, we want high ratings for games, and the way we have high ratings is to have healthy quarterbacks. Now, this season disproves it. You're still going to have high ratings even if the quarterbacks are injured, but think about how much better it would be if all the best quarterbacks were still healthy. Mike, who's the best team in the AFC as we sit here today? Right now, the Ravens, but that's subject to change, and the Ravens and Dolphins play coming up in a few weeks. But I would say the Ravens, but I look at it this way. When I was putting our weekly power rankings together last night, there's one great team that stands apart above all others in the NFL, and that's the 49ers. There's one team that stands apart from all others because it's so bad, and that's the Panthers. In between that, Except for, like, the Cowboys and maybe the Eagles and maybe the Ravens, all these variations in record are just more about good luck, bad luck, bad call. Every bad call that's made that hurts one team, well, there's another team that's keeping their head low and their mouth shut because we'll take that. No, yo, it's that horrible call. That's a shame. Yeah, we'll take that non-call of interference that, that should have happened because we wiped that guy out who would have been in position for the game-winning touchdown. So – just the variations week in and week out, the little things that manifest themselves just from flipping coins, that's how you get the separation in the records. And there's a lot of teams in that wide swath of middle of a pack, and if things fall their way and if they get hot at the right time and they start flipping the coin and it goes heads, 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 next thing you know they're going to be a game or two away from the Super Bowl. Talk with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Mike, what happens with Bill Belichick at the end of this season and into next season? Well, I think that it's still to be determined based upon what happens the rest of the season. There's nothing like winning to blow a lot of stink out of an organization. And if they would run the tape after winning in Pittsburgh last Thursday night, and it's a big if, but if they'd win the next four games and they go into the offseason with a five-game winning streak, That could bring him back for next year. That could bring him back. Teams get hot late in the year and save coaches' jobs all the time, even if they don't get to the playoffs. They could get hot, and he could be back because it is a monumental change to make. And when Bob Kraft was on ESPN's College Game Day on Saturday 
and was asked what makes his businesses great, he spoke of longevity of employees, and he specifically mentioned they have a head coach who's been there 24 years, and I don't think that was an accident. Now, if he leaves, you know, the most fascinating aspect of it is, will he retire? Will he resign? Will he be fired? Will it be a mutual parting? I think that Bob Kraft would like to do something that would be elegant and respectful where they would join arms before parting ways. I don't know that Bill Belichick plays that game, and I think Belichick also is going to want minimal impediment to his next destination. And the next destination, the one wrinkle that I think we've overlooked, because we're looking at teams like the Commanders, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, non-playoff teams, I think we need to keep an eye on what we know is going to happen wildcard weekend. Six games to be played. Somebody's going to lose, and chances are somebody's going to lose because the coach screwed up. And the day after that, the owner may say, you know what, I got all the pieces I need, but my coach has his head up, the, up his butt in crunch time. I'm going to go get Bill Belichick. And the one team that I'm most fascinated by when it comes to that, and they probably won't lose until the divisional round, if then, if Mike McCarthy has another final drive, final decision, final something that makes Jerry Jones just kind of throw his hands in the air, I don't rule out the possibility of Jones saying, the only way I'm ever going to get that championship that I covet is to take the team I've built with Micah Parsons, basically Lawrence Taylor, Dak Prescott, basically Phil Simms, and bring Bill Belichick down here and let him be the coach, kind of like he was the coordinator of those great Giants teams. I mean, he tried that once with Parcells. So he's 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 been to that well yeah. before for sure. And, Mike, thank you. So- oh, go ahead. Belichick, go ahead. It would it would for the second time in his career let him go to a place where Parcells hadn't had the ultimate yeah. success in New England. Parcells didn't. Belichick did in Dallas. Parcells didn't. Belichick did. That's actually a magnet for Belichick. You know, it seems like it wouldn't work, but mm-hmm. I think there's a mutual interest there that could pull those two together if the Cowboys don't get to the NFC Championship. No, it'd be fascinating stuff. Uh, go go get the book on your way home, on our way home, sorry, at Amazon.com. Uh, it's only nine ninety nine. All of the proceeds go to the Humane Society of Harrison County, uh, West Virginia. Mike, thanks so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Appreciate the discussion, guys. Thank you. All right, Mike All right. Florio, Pro Football Talk, joining us on the Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea Hotline. Uh, some other injury news around the league we will get to coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury. Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elks, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. As we go around the league, Kenny Pickett is out Saturday's game against the Colts, so it will be Mitch Trubisky back in for the Steelers. That's a monster. Those two teams, yeah, it's both a big game. seven and it's, six. It feels like loser leaves loser town. Go home, yeah. yeah, it feels it like loser leaves town match. Yeah, certainly, certainly does feel that way. Um, big picture for them. Um, I heard a Tomlin press conference yesterday and, uh, you know, somebody did the, like the classic, like the fans are upset type question. And, um, which he was uh, not having, that. he was not having yeah. it, but he also said, I'm upset too. And, and we got to get this fixed to me. Like, not that we're giving them or want to be in the business of giving them advice, but like they, they need to go hire like one of the little Fleur dudes to come run the offense. And yeah. then they need to reevaluate quarterback because the guys they have aren't it. Uh, Kenny Pickett's not it, man. Um, I would think you would know that by now, but 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 feels like it. Yeah. Pickett just six touchdowns in twelve games this season. Joe Flacco has five and two 
Uh, Pickett hasn't thrown a touchdown since the first. It's the second of November. It's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. He can't have that many for his career. He had the fewest last year. He had like six or seven last year. He's got 13 under, career touchdowns. Thir- I was going to yeah. say under 15. So less 13 career touchdowns. Like you've seen enough, haven't you? Yeah, and Flacco's got five and two games, baby. Yeah. Um, your boy, done. Justin Herbert, out for the season. Going to need surgery to repair a broken index finger. As a Chargers admirer, it's just bad because I think it gives Staley a pass for what happens can't. over the final few games. Well, but he can't get a pass for what's happened in the last few years. I would hope not. You know, I mean, he's got his contract's got to be up. He's coached there for at least three years. He can't possibly there. No one's going to give him an extension. No, I mean, I know they don't want to pay him not to coach, but they also you can't give that guy an extension at this point. Can you? Yep. No, not at all. Simmons floated this out with the cuz on his podcast. Like, would the Chargers be stupid to offer Herbert for the number one pick? They're not going anywhere. His his argument was they're not going anywhere with Herbert anyway. Caleb Williams is a USC guy. Start over, scratch from a. You come, so great. Um, start over from a salary standpoint. Not paying Herbert anymore. Like if, Why if New it... England ends up with the number one pick, let's say, they're not going to though, right? They're not that far out is of it. Is it going to be Chicago? Yeah, because of Carolina. Now, would so Chicago probably, say... Chicago could flip it to... Chicago takes... Then they'd have to flip fields, too. They have too. trade fields. So they could get... I mean, I, I don't know, but what do you think of that? Like, the trading of Herbert for number one? I mean, I think if you were a team that... It's just the team that's picking number one probably doesn't feel like they're a quarterback away that immediately, you know? Why would the Bears might feel like they would be like if they think Herbert's a significant upgrade over Fields? Sure, and then they could get, you know, you'd have the sixth pick too that they could get Rome Aduzier or somebody like that, another receiver if that's the way they wanted to go. They could do that. I mean, I suppose that you could you could make that case financially. It changes things. Like if you think that Caleb Williams is that good, yeah, then you would never do that. You'd have to be say your organization's belief would have to be that the. Court for the first overall pick quarterback wasn't didn't have the, even sure a chance in your organization's mind to be Justin Herbert, right? Herbert is known though too quite, yeah. And then the devil the you know the devil's advocate side would be Speaking like of. you said it uh, would be what is he won for sure with a great ton of cast. talent and yeah. but also are like. Coaching he's one of those, yeah, coaching malfeasance. He's one of those ones where, like, your eyes – I don't think our eyes lie. No. I think he is what you think he is. Yes. I just think that they've just been wildly uh, incompetent yeah. on, on that side of things. Um, the backup quarterback is North Dakota State's Easton Stick, who will be making his first NFL start on Thursday. Um, we have some news on Al Michaels here. That means that's an Al game. So he's gonna, that's Chargers. It's brutal. It's char- is it Chargers Raiders Thursday? So. Yeah, it's Ethan Stick, Aiden O'Connell. <sighs> that Raiders team scored goose egg last last they, time out. They did what they had to do <sighs> for the scores. Just barely. Well, we'll take it. Barely though. counts. Barely counts. Yeah, we had a solid week. Roses. Ten and five, nine and six. Yeah, we're doing this late in the yeah. season. He's safe. Safe with all these with all these changes. Um, go ahead. Speaking of broadcast teams, uh, for Saturday's NFL Network triple header, give it to me. Uh, our own Chris Rose, Jason McCourty, and Steve Weish, Bengals and Vikings. That's strong. Squealers, Colts, Eisen Warner, Jamie Erdahl on the sideline.
Broncos-Lions Saturday night. It's a nice little trio. Uh, Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins. Hmm. Being plucked from the CBS ranks, I feel like. Yeah. Kevin Harlan, yeah. We don't get him much. We haven't gotten him at all this year. He's great. I love Kevin. He is great. I loved him on NBA. I know Mike Breen got all the shine because ESPN has the big games, and um, I always thought Harlan was he yes. was my favorite contemporary NBA guy, um, for sure. Uh, NBC announced they will not have Al Michaels on a playoff game this year. Instead, it will have Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge on the second wild card game on NBC. How so does I, that happen? Which part? Al. Is this because last year's playoff game was so bad? I know we talked about it, but like... That's Al Michaels. Yeah, but I think he's he's getting. Tired. Who are you going to pair him up with? He get it. Done. I know who I'm not going to pair him up. <laughs> yeah, with. but I do think that um, I'm guessing that this is more to do with the ascent of Noah Eagle. So Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge did their Big Ten primetime games all season long um, in the the primetime window on NBC. So there's a familiarity with the two of them. Yep. And Noah Eagle's really good. He, I mean, he sounds just like his dad, but he's yeah. very, very good. And Blackledge is pretty good, too. So I, I think that's probably what it's about is here's some guys we have in-house versus well, uh, versus paratrooping Allen. I think, are they doing the game on Peacock next? Remember, NBC and Peacock have, like, a doubleheader next Saturday. Could be. I mean, and, they did the they I, did all of the – all Saturday night stuff was them. On that, That's their crew. So yeah. they're, they're the crew for the Saturday night college football stuff. So I think it probably has as much to do with that as, as anything. Um, but yeah, that's the if you're gonna from their stable of sons with of famous fathers, that's the right one to do the game. The only one. That's right. That's right. All right, coming up next, four things that stood out after further review offensively and defensively. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Let Tide Cleaners take care of your laundry and dry cleaning needs this holiday season. Enjoy 10 bucks off of 40 bucks or more all month long with the code BROWNS10. Exclusions apply. Visit locally owned and operated Tide Cleaners in the greater Cleveland area and make the most of your holidays. Time for a little after further review. And for that, we need Dr. Z. How you doing, buddy? Delightful. Let's start on the offensive side, should we? Shall we? What's number one, Z? After further review. There it is. There it is. David Njoku is having a very special season. By the way, took him Monday Night Raw last night and uh, was talking with some of the guys backstage. Got a chance to talk to them. Also impressed with him. And I think The Miz said it best. He goes, I told him, when I saw you on your second touchdown catch it near the 10-yard line and there were people still trying to tackle you, I had no worries that you were not only not going to get tackled, but that you were going to score, and that's exactly what he did. David Joko handed about five stiff arms on Sunday. They were all beautiful. He is having a special season after the catch. He's averaging 7.4 yards after the catch per reception, which is number one among all tight ends, number two amongst all wide receivers and tight ends that are starters, that have, been, that have played all year, have been healthy all year. He is really becoming that star. He is a leader. 
of men. He has become a, a, a Browns icon and in a season of, of turmoil and chaos, forged in flame. <laughs> David Njoku yeah. has been he has been a constant and a productive, productive member of the Cleveland Browns. And I, for one, couldn't be happier for him. Uh, I think that I've had the utmost respect for him for years. It's been unbelievable to see him really grow up as a member of the Cleveland Browns from being a 20-year-old draft pick, first-rounder back in 2017, to where he is now. Chief, 59 catches. That's a new career high. He is 40 yards away from setting a new career high in receiving, and he is one touchdown away from setting a new career high. So we're doing, we're talking four games left, folks. David Joku having a heck of a season. It's it's the production, sure, but he what he has what he has grown into from a leadership standpoint. Um, like I don't think it's coincidence that when Miles runs out, the high five he gives first is to Chief. Yep. Like that, all of that stuff matters, and and Chief is the epitome of everything you'd want, and he's he's come a very very long way, and this has been fun to see. Number two, after further review, Kareem Hunt's yards per carry is not pretty. When you look at it in the big picture, it's not pretty this year. But what is pretty is his ability to deliver in short yarded situations, and I think Kareem Hunt has become the best short yardage running back in the National Football League. And you put the tape on from this game, and really from the last few weeks, you line up, it's third and one, fourth and one, you give the ball to Kareem Hunt, and you convert. That is what he has brought to this football team. Is he hitting you with explosives? No. But his ability to convert in short yardage situations is just incredible. And he did it time and time again in this game. The second to last drive for the Browns. Fourth and one, Kareem Hunt gets three yards. You talk about down near the goal line, Kareem Hunt is able to get in for the touchdown. Kareem Hunt, whenever you need that, he is able to get it done. And I like kind of the packages they put in with DTR. Speaking of short yardage as well, on a third and one, he had a quarterback sweep from under center, which was an incredibly gutsy call that worked out. But Kareem Hunt right now, as a short yardage runner, has really just become an absolute weapon for the Cleveland Browns. And you think about our touchdown in the third quarter when he was able to score from the 11-yard line. Kareem Hunt, three-yard catch, four-yard run, four-yard run, and he fights through contact for everything he gets. Kareem Hunt, seven touchdowns this year on the ground. That's the most he's had since 2018 when he was with the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's that's that leadership stuff too. I mean, he has that in spades. Number three. After further review. All right. Number three for me is that Nick Harris did a great job filling in at center. Did not allow a single pressure in 43 pass blocking snaps. Not a single one. And yet he was able to show not only his ability in the pass game, but in the run game to pull outside. He has great movement skills. They were able to use him to get on the edge and pave the way on some of our toss sweeps. In fact, the big Jerome Ford run, the 26-yarder, which was our longest run of the day, it was, it was Nick Harris pulling from his center position that made that run happen. And so Nick Harris, tremendous job filling in for Ethan Posick. Dude, he's a short yardage fullback. He was. He gets thrust That's back right. into a job that he won initially two years ago. Number four. After further review, Joe Flacco, all three of his passing touchdowns in this one, more than 30 yards. It was the first time that that has happened 
in a long, long time for the Cleveland Browns. And then you want to go back to the play of the game, fourth down. He had just he had been sack strip fumbled on a, a blitz where he did not see it, didn't get it picked up, and, and they were able to get the ball away from leading to seven points. On this fourth down play, he knew that they were going to have an unblocked guy coming off the left side, immediately sprinted out to his right, and then was able to throw back across his body, find David Bell when the corner slipped because there was confusion. That's what the bunch formation does in those situations, creates confusion on rules and responsibilities, who's covering who, and the Browns were able to get a huge touchdown. Joe Flacco, Flacco fever is real. People have got it, and the only prescription is more Flacco. Got to have my Flacco, baby. Got to have your Flacco, baby. All right, let's switch to the defensive side. Number one. After further review, I was a little hurt that Uno didn't put any of my MJ Emerson praise into the rejoins. Sad. I hate to see that. Because uh, he's trying to keep you down. Tandem Matt Lowe's in there. There was some in the intro, I will say. I did get your uh, MJ Emerson, a star is born moment in the intro for yesterday. See, just keeping you on your toes, Uno. (laughs) Praise. (laughs) Legend. Legend Uno. Griff, Uno Cam. Now, one second. Stay out of here. No. Stay out of here. We don't need you. We don't need you, Peepaw. Uno can stand on his own two feet. How did he get called in? Any love when really, maybe you just didn't listen to the show open. All right, there we go. Uno Cam. Excuse me, sir. Sir. You were a chatty Sir. Gentlemen. Sir. Out of the shot. Sir. Out of the shot. Back to the Uno Cam, Griff. I'm giving you Out of the shot, sir. Just reminding you, Sir. Out of the shot. Daniel. Out of the shot. Back to your other, back to your other Little desk. Z? You were doing You're great over here. Audio, You're listening. Yeah, I thought you were cutting something up. There is Uno. There is Uno. Hit me, give me, one. yeah, a little. Give yourself a little, yeah. There it is, Uno. Oh, there you go. Look Very at good. this. I, how about now? We're going sleeve down, sleeve up. It's a lot going on. Uno. All right. Number two. After further review. I'd like to take time to praise Uno a little bit more. In fact, I don't think I ever got into number one. Number one is that MJ Emerson is is a star. Well, we did, though. I love him. Yeah, we did get into that. Star is born. Listen, MJ Emerson this year, 38% 38 rating when targeted in coverage. Is that good? Yeah, it's the second best in the entire National Football League. He's allowing just over 40% completions in coverage. Is that good? Yeah, it's the second best in the entire National Football League. Uh, MJ Emerson, if he is not a pro bowler, I'm calling it right now, it is a travesty akin to what we just saw behind us. Valid. And that's a big one. Yes, it is. So now number now two. Number two. Yeah. Greg Newsom's best game as a Cleveland Brown. Four, Glad to have it, man. Four passes defensed, career high. Interception, second of his career. Greg Newsom was everywhere with Calvin Ridley and locked him up. That's what you're talking about when you've got that number one guy. Mwah. Kudos. These corners stepped up. You're going to need Denzel Ward back, but Greg Newsom, MJ Emerson, incredible performances. Number three. After further review. Undrafted free agent Ronnie Hickman had to start at safety without the benefit of knowing that all week, without the benefit of right. getting reps in practice. That was Juan Thornhill getting those reps. And yet Thornhill goes out pregame. Hickman steps in. Big pass breakup on a huge, huge play. Uh, third down in this game. I thought the Ronnie Hickman played excellent football. He was there, didn't get beat at any point, didn't give up anything easy over the top, played that true center field, and that, to me, really was incredible. You you think about when they went for it on their fourth down, fourth and three, that set up the 55-yard field goal at their own 38. 
who was there on the coverage? Uh, Zay Jones, it was Ronnie Hickman coming down, dislodging that ball. So Ronnie Hickman filled in beautifully, and we're probably going to have to see more of him with the injury to Grant Delpin, the fact that Rodney McLeod's on IR, and we still don't know and what's going on Thornhill. Yeah, nobody left. Got to. Um, it's a tribute to our to the coaching staff here that the guys deep in the depth chart, and this is deep, fourth, fifth tackles, fourth, fifth safeties. Like, this is well into the depth chart yes. that they're coming in and, and in a moment's notice, and there's – they're doing well. The Drew, right? You're not seeing that drop off. You're right. It is. It's incredible. Wild, Wild to see. All right, number four. After number further four, review, number four. Quick little shout out to some of the vets in there: Maurice Hurst, Shelby Harris. I thought they had nice games getting to the quarterback, but this one's going to be about Corey Bohorquez, who is Jeez. just an absolute weapon. His punt, folks, 72 yards to the Jacksonville 18. No gain on the return. A 72-yard net punt that flipped the field position when the Browns were back at their own 10. He kicked that ball 82 yards in the air on a perfect spiral because he kicked it from his own end zone. 82 yards in the air. He is a weapon. Now, does sometimes he got to dial in the touch just a little bit on some of those short ones? Sure. But his ability to flip field position when it looks like you're backed up. And it used to be if your punter was punting from your own end zone, the other team was going to get the ball around like midfield. Sure. They got it at their own 18. It's impossible. I'd say, I saw it. No, I know. But, like, can you imagine trying to catch one of his punts? No. Like, he almost oh. took out Brent Rossi before a game a couple weeks back. We can't have that. No. Glenn Cook, last second. Save wow. Yeah, Glenn Former All-State. Yeah, saved his life. No shock. Former you. That's right. That's you. how that happens. Um, all right, good job out of you on that. Coming up next, Wyatt Teller. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Supplies Plus give you a chance to take us to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet. 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash petsuppliesplus or receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now let's head to the podium and Wyatt Teller. heard the news about Dewan Jones' season being over. Um, can you tell us what you this – this will be your third right tackle coming in. <laughs> What's the state of things over there, and how do you think you guys will survive? Yeah, no, um, you know, I'm 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 sad for uh, Dewan. You know, I've been praying for him. Um, it's definitely one of those things where you know it's just been a crazy season. Um, you know, but I've said it. You know, I kind of said it all season, but you know, we got a you know next man up mentality, and uh, you know, I, I truly believe in James, and um, you know, while. 
you know, I feel like they were, you know, you know, the refs were a little nitpicky with some of the calls. He, you know, he was, uh, you know, he played well. Um, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, every combo I had, you know, it was it was great playing next to him, you know, pushing out on certain uh, plays and stuff like that. He was in my, um, you know, helped me out and stuff like that. So, you know, he's a great teammate. And, you know, I believe uh, I believe we'll do more than just survive. You know, I, I truly believe in James and, uh, you know, but it's definitely sad losing to one. Right. I was talking to Elijah last night about some of those guys being wide open uh, for some of those looks, those touchdowns, especially David Bills. Um, and he said it was a lot of the scheme helped them do that. For you as, as the offensive line blocking and leading the way, how have you seen this scheme allow those wide open touchdowns and allow for the run game to continue? That is, like, what what is the strength of this scheme that Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt have, have created for your offense? Yeah, I mean... You know, I feel like in offensive line mindset, you know, we're trying to protect for as long as we can, um, you know, and have these guys open like that, you know, uh, catching, you know, contested, um, contested balls and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's a, um, you know, it's a special thing, but at the same time, we're so focused, you know, on what, who to block and uh, where to push out to and try, you know, I feel like on one of those with David Bell, you know, zero pressure. Uh, they brought all these different guys, and we, you know, we just had to hold up for a little bit. If you could, you know, just push out and block one other guy, um, you know, hopefully, you know, Joe gets it out, and um, you know, then you know, a contested catch at, you know, at the point of contact, and then all those yards after, uh, after it. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was nice that that happened. But you know, you're kind of focused on your job. Uh, we're focused on, you know, blocking the guys in front of us. We're not. You know, too much about scheme, but you know, it does. It is nice when you know the guys. It's you know, it's kind of like poetry. You know, when it all comes together, you know, it looks nice. Um, and it's um, you know, spe- you know, coach works hard. Hey, Wyatt. Obviously, um, you, you guys are going to have to have somebody else step up. But what has it been <laughs> about your group, whether it's Nick Harris or Jaron Christian, James Hudson, you know, any of these guys that have had to step in that have allowed them to to come in and and be ready to play, basically. Yeah, no, I think it really does come back to uh, Coach Callahan um, and his uh, his ability to, you know, um, really bring along everybody. You know, he he works extremely hard. Um, you know, he's a, he's he's a hard coach. You know, he's going to make sure that everybody's you know playing you know at the best of their ability. Um, you know, which is you know a testament to how he coaches. Um, but yeah, so we're you know we've had all these different line combinations. I remember when Coach uh, came in came to the Browns and, you know, 2020, we were all talking, you know, because we had some injuries and all this different stuff, and we had all these different offensive line combinations. And Coach was telling us that, you know, he's uh, he's seen it all, um, and he's, you know, he's experienced. He, you know, he's able to, uh, you know, in those times in need, be able to, you know, kind of already kind of pointed to it. But uh, the next man up mentality, you know, and that's it, when it comes to offensive line play, it, it you know, you can get hurt at any time, so. You got to be able to, uh, you know, push through all that and, you know, kind of play at your best, you know, even though you there's a lot of adversity going on. And I know everybody's trying to do that. And then um, going back to Joe Flacco, you know, we saw the locker room speech, heard guys talk about him yesterday after the game. What 
What's allowed him to endear himself to you guys so quickly? I mean, I think it's the, you know, it's kind of the the family, you know, atmosphere that we've uh, we've created on this team, um, you know, ever since, you know, we've made it, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but, you know, the Greenbrier, you know, where we were in the middle of West Virginia, well, I guess not the middle of West Virginia, but, um, you know, in the mountains of West Virginia, and, you know, you're, you're coming together as a team, you know, you're sharing stories, and as a, you know, as a player coming in, it's, you know, it's it's kind of a special group to uh, to to join, and you know, I th- I really do believe that um, you know, we're we're a really good team. You know, obviously with the injuries, you know, we've had guys who um, fight through everything, and you know, it's it's special. Um, you know, speaking of the offensive line, you know, we've had Joel, you know, Poe, um, you know, Nick stepping up, you know, all these guys at right tackle. Um, you know, Jack going down week one, um, you know, Dewan and now, you know, James coming in and, you know, still playing um, extremely hard. And, you know, Jaron coming in at, at left tackle, you know, we're special to, you know, have the, the guy step up and play how we need him to play. And we're able to win. Uh, you know, obviously I wish, you know, we kept on, kept the, uh, kept the gas on and kept on scoring and we did. Um, um, but, you know, obviously it was a, it was a close game there towards the end and I got a little scared, but it all worked out. Hey, Dwight, you mentioned Kevin a couple of times, um, but for you guys to fight through all this adversity and still win all these games, how has he been able to get at the head of that ship? How has he been able to do that kind of set that culture for you guys? Yeah, I know. Um, well, you know, the way that he coaches us, he brings in the right guys, you know, he, he coaches us, you know, tough, you know, we're, he talks about, we're all about the work, you know, even if you think you're ready, you still gotta, you still gotta get right. You still gotta make sure that your eyes are in the right spot. Your hands are in the right spot. You know, you're doing your job. You know, he doesn't take that for granted. Um, and I, you know, he has good coaches. He's put really good coaches around him um, that obviously, you know, help with his scheme and everything like that. So, you know, that ability to do all that, um, it kind of, it, it's been shown on the field and, you know, and a lot of times we've had really good coaches, we've had really good players, and we haven't really put it, been able to put it on the on the field like this. So, um, you know, it's, it's special. You know, we're lucky. It reminds me of, you know, 2020 where, you know, I was going through injury and everything like that and, you know, being able to just come back when I could. And, you know, we had a team that was just playing really well. It was it was something special. So um, it, you, you feel it. You know, you feel in the locker room after games. You feel it. Um, on the sidelines, you you know you, you feel a part of a team that uh, that wants to win is and is hungry to hungry to for success. And it's a cool uh, cool team. All right, coming up next, one thought from every week fourteen game. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Rolling Stones live tour 2024, Hackney Diamonds. All right, it's the Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds tour. Correct. That's their new album. Right. This is, this is how I'm going to. Uno, you ready for this? This is how this is going to be written. The Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds Tour. Okay? Just like that. So take out the Rolling Stone Live Stones Tour 2024 Hackney Diamonds. Yeah. Which is how it's written. So it'll go the Rolling Stones Hackney Hackney Diamonds Diamonds Tour 
is coming to Cleveland Browns Stadium Saturday, June 15th. Tickets are on sale now. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash Rolling Stones for more information. On it? Uno. Uno's becoming invaluable. A really elite Esteban. An elite Stevie. He's on the Mount Rushmore at the moment. Yeah, no doubt. I would say if if Stevie was is the George Washington, right now he's the Abraham Lincoln. It feels fair. Yeah. And yeah. Griff is Teddy Roosevelt, who I think is a kindred spirit for Griff. Absolutely. Yeah. An adventurer. They both have days. Yeah, they do. Yeah, makes sense. I bet he's for here. that. Ocho's for that. He's yeah. for being the Tezzy Roosevelt for yeah. sure. Absolutely. It's a Rough Riders. It's a three-person Rushmore. Yeah. Hey, Our night with Uno, by the way, uh, the original. Oh, yeah, you saw him in Denver, right? Yeah. I don't know if – yeah, well, I guess we touched on it in L.A. Briefly. Yeah, was, we had yeah. just come off an L. It's kind of tough. Yeah. It was great to see him. Him and Phil Taylor in a, Not there, in no. a hotel lobby. The great mm. Phil Taylor. Phil Taylor and Esteban together? Yeah. Phil Taylor has With been, us. Did they know each other? No. I Oh, it made it might... seem like they were together, like as if they, no, came, they came together. Separate. Oh, came know. separate. Came separate, but I believe Phil knows Esteban's father. I'm sure that would be the case. That would be the case, yeah, yeah. for sure. It was a fun night. Yeah, it would great. be. That would be. It's great. I like a hotel lobby. I like a good hotel lobby bar. A good one. I liked it when the girl was can picking find up the tab. Yeah. Oh, of course, flush. Yeah, the franchise took care That's of it. That's right. I did. That was very kind. All right. Although Bishop was the franchise last week. That was out of necessity. Yeah? Yeah. That's all that job. was. Yeah. You're so. a one-man gang. Yeah. It's like Pickett's Charge. <laughs> boy, boy, was it. Hanging on the best I could. So. All we right. survived, though. We got through it. We got, we got through, through it. it. Now, totally now the kid's out. got Navaj, so he's safe. Never going to get sick again. Yeah. Somehow I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the there great she rock. Is. So great. So great. Did she participate? In the in event? In Raw? Yeah. I mean, she was there. She was in the, down yeah. in, in, the, in the floor seats. Yeah. I feel like she could thrive in that world. Yeah, but she With be, her athleticism. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Go ahead, Gibby. One thought for every game. Week 14 in the National Football League. Right off the bat, Tampa Bay 29, the Gutless Falcons 25, Tampa Bay 6-7, now in first place in the NFC South, thanks to Baker Mayfield. Bo Bishop, one thought. It's just gross division. Yes. It's gross. Um, all these teams suck. Somebody's got to win it. Um I did see last week, you know, we were trying to speak it in, been trying to speak it into existence for a long time. Uh, one of the national NFL writers uh, matched Justin Fields to Atlanta in the last week as like a trade that makes sense. Yep. So we, we're speaking it into existence and maybe it actually happens um, because they, they cannot continue to operate the way that they're operating. So you put somebody competent, I think you'd thrive in that system. And, and other than that, they're ready to go. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that division. It's bad. Other than it's bad, which is what I led with. So yeah, <laughs> bad ball. Bad I'm just ball. happy that uh, I'm just happy that the Falcons lost. I and know I it. like Atlanta. That's like the Falcons were my second team for a while. Yeah, for sure. Jeff George back yeah. in the day went to college there, but I their coach I don't, I don't enjoy his, his antics. Baker 14 of 29 for a buck 44 in this one. Give me goes thanks to Baker. Baby. And he got the job done, Gibe style.
Well, it was a late. It was a late touchdown. Pretty in the NFC South. It's a. It is a pretty. When Baker's stat line this year, he basically it's funny. Like he is exactly what he is. Other than the one season, he has he has the one outlier, the Stefanski season the in twenty twenty. Yeah, we had twenty touchdowns, two picks. The COVID season that was that was the one that that was the separator for sure. Uh, but other than that, statistically, it's sixty four percent passes. It's the same thing, one one year after another. And the the thing that's tricky is like he's he's competent enough that you can win, but not competent enough that you can win at all, yep. or win. At a high rate. Yeah, it's 63% passers, 6.7 in attempt, 225. He's 20 touchdowns, 8 picks. Yep. So he's fine. He's fine. But there's a ceiling to find, and it's a hard yep. one. You, yeah, that gets you uh, not a top-five draft pick. No, and we said that, that all along. That or, not a, or not a top-five team in the league. So you're, you're in the middle. Yeah. He's going to – I mean, it feels like 63% and you said 20 and 8. It feels like he's going to start somewhere again next year. Might be there. Yeah. yeah. Unless they can find a way to go off of it. Like, they haven't played Trask, so they don't like him. Clearly. So, unless they find their themselves into being able to draft, you know, take a shot on a draft guy. Yeah. Next, uh, we go to the team that got a lot of help from the officials in the National Football League. Thanks to a couple of legal blocks, the Ravens. Beat the Rams in overtime, 37-31. Rams fall to 6-7. and seven. The Ravens right now the number one seed in the AFC, comfortably at 10-3. and three. Zagura, one thought. Stafford and the Rams are legit and difficult to stop right now. Mm-hmm. He's healthy. Cooper Cup is healthy. Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams. It's a good offense. Sean McVay, Michael Floor, they're doing a great job there. But on the other side, Lamar Jackson, 316 yards passing, three touchdowns, 70 yards rushing, spread the ball around to a lot of different receivers. He's playing very, very good football, and he is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. And that Ravens team is Ravens-Jags. They could blow the Jags out, I feel like, in this one. If they're the one seed, he's got a legitimate claim to the MVP. Lamar. Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin. Well, we said it. We, we he he that. was the offensive Schwartz. He was that yeah. high. Like it's yes. anybody but him. The same thing I said. You and I talked about this when they drafted Lamar. Like not there. Lamar, Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen, who's playing? Who's come into his own playing yes. opposite Roquan Smith? Yeah, no. It's like no anywhere but there. Not there, Todd. Not there, Todd. Those conversations know, that we would have with him that year, that Freddie year, in here, oh, they were great. You knew it's he like was. You knew he was brilliant. Yep. Yeah, him and he's been in here. Kyle's been in here. That was before my time, so yeah, I don't have Kyle a point of reference. Or Bell. I do. Yeah, Norval. His genius yeah. was well well documented, obviously, and proven. Uh, from the NFC North, the Bears, the team we will face this Sunday at Cleveland Brown Stadium, improved to 5-8 and eight on the year. A 28-13 win over the Detroit Lions. Lions 1-2 in their last three, Bo Bishop. Bears are very, very frisky and dangerous. Um DJ Playing Moore money. is terrifying. Uh, Fields breaking pocket is terrifying. He pulled a Houdini act in the game against Detroit over the weekend. Had a pro- one of his best games as a pro, honestly. Passing. Um, something's off in Detroit. They can't get Jamison Williams going. At all. At all. No, he does nothing. Um, they had that loss in Detroit on Thanksgiving. Something 
that was one that they and you and I both picked the Packers in that game. I don't know if we picked them, we didn't pick them to cover, and they ended up winning outright and kind of dominating. Um, something's off with Detroit right now. There's time to get it right, but it has not been a good stretch here for them. Bears, since they've gotten Montez Sweat, top five defense in the National Football League. And you're right, they do have some danger to them. Fields, DJ Moore, Cole Komet having a very nice year. 548 yards, five touchdowns, 61 catches. So this is a team with some some pieces in place, and it's really been their defense of late that has been carrying them. So they held the Lions to 13. They held the Lions, uh, the Vikings to 10. Give up 31 to the Lions in a loss held the Panthers to 13. So really, since that kind of the trade deadline, they've only allowed one team over 20 points in their last four. They've had a 13, a 10, and a 13. They've been playing good defense. So this is – the Browns aren't just going to go roll their helmets out there and and beat this football team. They've got to play a good game. Yeah, the Montez sweat factor. That's going to be a full day. Right. Uh. The Cincinnati Bengals have won two games in a row. Mr. Browning, please step forward. Seven and six on the year, and they help us out with a big win over the Indianapolis Colts. Colts seven and six, Bengals seven and six. Zagura, one thought. Bless you, Griff. Bless you, Griff. Jake Browning, 18 of 24, 275 and two scores. He ran for another score. That's back-to-back monster games for him. I saw some set that he, in high school, his last year had 92 touchdowns. (laughs) In a 10-game, like... Yeah, that doesn't seem to add up. No, it's it was. They were talking about it even on the Monday night. So there must have been a play. It must have included playoff games. Fine. Like five playoff games or something like that? That's still an outrageous number. That is, yeah. That's still an outrageous number of touchdowns. Bengals are formidable, and they're not out of it. They don't have any of the tiebreakers. They finally got Chase Brown involved, which I like to see. He had a, a long touchdown in this one, a 54-yarder. But disappointing from the Colts' standpoint, but it feels like the Bengals have found something with Jake Browning. they got so a lot the, of weapons. question is, we wouldn't do this on Bengals daily, obviously, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if if, if Browning takes it. them to the AFC Championship game. Joe who? That's right. That's right. Huh. That box transfers easy. Yeah, it does. And the good thing, the, the one thing about that, too, is Burrow's done nothing there. And they have the same initials. Same initials. He's accomplished nothing. Just swap them out. A lot swap cheaper. A right lot cheaper. Jeff Ruby's already embraced him. If you get Saw that. He was at the steakhouse If, if the night. king's going to crown you, that's then that's, that's yeah, all that's, you need. He's a kingmaker. They got four left. They're Vikings at home, at Steelers, at Chiefs, Browns at home. Our game oh, against them boy. at the end of the year. That game's going to matter, kids. No, no, no. For both or one, probably for both, that's going to matter. I'm hoping it matters for them and not for us. Clearly. But I think it matters for I them. Like Irreg- it to Irregardless, matter. it's going to matter for them. And it'll matter for us, too, in terms of seating. Sure. I would like just a nice festive. You're not getting that. You're going to get a Sunday night football is what that's going to be. There's a couple others that are on pace, but if that's a winner in Battle of Ohio or both yeah. in, yeah, no, there's there's going to be stakes. We're, we're waiting all day. In which case, yeah, the O'Malley in the alley be really rocking. Give it getting loose in the alley. I like. Be until Sunday night to get ready. She could really get lubed up. Hey. Waiting all day. You are. It's oh. a long time. Yikes. All day's a long time, Gibby. Yep. 
Uh, from the NFC South, Saints 28, Panthers 6. Grossness at its finest. Zagura. I think this is me. I'll just say All no. Right. I refuse to talk about this with fine. any thoughts. Totally fine with that. They've got to be in a little bit of an internal panic. Which one? Carolina. Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, I think they're probably... 13 of 36? I think they just, they're punting on this year. Like, they just... Honestly, you'd almost be... Might even be smart to just shut him down. So, how long ago but did like, they fry, fire Frank Reich? Because they have not A couple weeks ago. No bump. They've lost... I think this is only the second game. They got no... You're right. Because the one week I picked them because I thought they'd get Tampa, a bump. And they lost. Not. They still lost by... That was their... What That was the bump. The bump was to lose by three. Yeah, that was the bump. That's a bump. Otherwise, sandwich around that 23-7 and 22. Grossness. Next, the one of the big surprises the of the day, the Jets, 30-6 to six winners over the Houston Texans. Um, did the Jets, by the way, score all their points in the second half? They did. They did. Yep. It, it was 0-0. Zero, zero it was 0-0 zero, zero at the half. I thought I had that. Zach Wilson, 27 of 36, 301 and two touchdowns. He was looking good. Garrett Wilson over 100 yards. Brees Hall over 100 total and a touchdown. You love to see it. Uh, good, good for the Jets. Good for Zach Wilson. How Much do, maligned. How do the? How do you explain um, this? Uh, this Texans team that beat the Bengals with Burrow, um, beat the Steelers like a drum when the Steelers were playing pretty well. Beat Jacksonville thirty-seven to seventeen. Um, have a lot of quality wins and yet have a thirty-six loss to the Jets, and they also have a fifteen thirteen loss to the Panthers. It, it, the only team that's lost to the Panthers. It's crazy. Yeah. Vikings three, Raiders nothing. Over under in this one was 40 and a half. <laughs> it's in a dome. And three nothing Jeez. is your final score. What happened to Josh Dobbs? So funny. I love Josh Dobbs. Same. So I, would, I don't want to do it. But like the amount of people saying how stupid we were, they're quiet. I'm not hearing that now. No. As, and I love Josh. We almost watched him get smoked by a golf ball off of a wayward tee shot. Um, he was a great friend of the program and a good human. But it's a little bit like Lynn Sanity. Nick Mullins Nick had to come Mullins. bail out things. Yeah. Sheesh. And Justin Jefferson hurt again in this one. How many times? It feels like that's happened a lot, but I'm sure it hasn't. But, like, the consensus number one pick in fantasy drafts, now he's missed a ton of the season. Jonathan Taylor a couple of years ago. McCaffrey a couple of years ago. Uh, there's one where Saquon was, like, oh yeah, way up there, lost Gone. for the year. Like, it's it's wild how often that happens. Yes. 49ers 28, Seahawks 16. Seahawks playing their little backup QB in this one. Zagura, one thought. Yeah, I, listen, Seahawks did what they needed to do. They got inside the uh, the proverbial number. So, good job out of them. Happy about it. And the Niners are the best team in the NFL. Purdy, 368-2, 13.6 yards per attempt. Debo over 100. Ayuk over 100. Kittle, 76, and a touchdown. McCaffrey didn't even score in this one, but he ran 16 times for 145. I mean, you look at, you talk about dominance. Here's what dominance sounds like. Any guess, okay. Everybody gets the guess, and we need Uno Cam for it. Bo, you get to start first. 49ers yards per play. Yards per play against the Seattle Seahawks this week. Seven and a half. Give it. 12.1. 10.2. Griff? 
said 9.6. Well, then, according to the rules of Price is Right, where you cannot go over. Cannot go over. Griff is the winner. Oh, no. 9.6. 9.6. Because the actual Holy answer is 9.9 9 yards per play. That 10 they yards average. a play. Absolute value. Closest Uno. Good job by you. Good job out of Uno on that. Yeah, Great Griff, job. champion. Champion. Felt good 9.9 9 yards a play in the National Football League. Folks, they averaged a first down 10 yards for every play that they had. That's, abs- that's absurd. Gibe said 12, which would normally be a farcical joke. Like six yeah. yards a play is an absolutely dominant performance. You are mm-hmm. more in line with that. They averaged 10 yards a play in an NFL game. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Scoffed a little bit. He's got so much. I think that's 12 is outrageous. He's got they, <laughs> his, the way he uses the talent. Like and they what he does with Debo, they've got a ton of it. And they can do all of this because they're not paying Purdy. So, like, yep. it, it all works. Bills 20, Chiefs 17. Not a whole lot more that we can say about this, but real quick, one thought, though. I just think, um, like, it obviously worked. They won the Super Bowl, but their inability to put anybody fast who can catch the ball and be a threat over the last two years. to re- You're never going to replace Tyreek Hill, but we all thought with a couple of at-bats they could get a, a group that could at least have similar, and it's not in the vicinity. They have no threat deep. They have no threat on the outside. So they're just not dynamic much at all, despite having the most dynamic player in the league. Segura. Stephon Diggs had 100 or more yards receiving in five of the first six games this year. He has had zero in his last seven games. In fact, he's been under 40 yards in three of the last four, under 30 yards in two of the last three not bitter about it or anything, but what the what's the deal? What happened, man? What happened? Uh, up next, Broncos twenty four, Chargers seven. Too soon. <laughs> Broncos are really good. Secured <laughs> so be like one hundred and twenty games over five hundred against the scores if you didn't have your allegiance. Take I mean, you're mesmerized by the colors of the quarterback. Add fourteen to my win total That's every year. Yeah, 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 it's. I'm looking at wildly in cop- so, that with that quarterback they've scored 13 points the last two weeks with that quarterback. By the way, the Broncos last four at Detroit Saturday night, uh, home for Patriots, home for Chargers at Raiders. Yeah, I mean they're going to get they in. They could run the table. They're going to get in because they have some tiebreaker stuff too. Yep. Oh yeah. man. All right. The Cowboys didn't win 33-1, to but no, according to this. I don't think so. I don't think they did either. Um, but it was over right away. It was over by the end of the first quarter. It was over. It's not like it was 33-1. Yeah. No. They're, Cowboys. Well, I, couldn't, I wasn't allowed to watch it because of the This is the week on the Cowboys. NBC fight with DirecTV. This was an easy one to pick. This is the one that's the fight. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, we're back tomorrow. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.